It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning, too. It is a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. However, you're taking us in. We appreciate it. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay in the house. Good morning, Jeffrey. We're enthralled this morning in the studio, Gil. Yes. By axe throwing. The Ocho has axe throwing, and man, are they good at this. Good Lord. Everything's bullseye. Anyway, we're going to talk a bunch of sports today. Uh, In the very first segment alone, six of them with Chris Felica. Axe throwing will not be one of them. This just in. Pete Futak on college football, his top 10 season win totals throughout college football today. We're just cutting to the chase this morning. Jason Weingarten on baseball. And Vinny Maggs. Is that uh, booked? Are we confirmed? Vinny Maliolio. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer in the house later on the show. But we begin because we got to go rapid fire. So much to get to. Paul Carr, by the way, on uh, Premier League as well, coming up momentarily. His old colleague at ESPN, The Bear, from ESPN's College Game Day. Of course, also the Stanford Stephen The Bear podcast and Daily Wager. It's Chris Valika. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing very well. I, I, I need to turn this ax. I need to turn this ax throwing on now. I, I, <laughs> I haven't fired the TV up yet. Just, just think of the Barry Lamar bonzes of uh, of ax throwing are being featured right now. <laughs> uh, l- listen, I, I was on vacation. I was leaving L.A. You were coming to L.A. Let's start here because okay. with, with with football having started, at least with the Hall of Fame game last night, everybody is now shifting into NFL mode. You are going to be involved with the Amazon broadcast on Thursday, yes? Yes, I, I am. I'm going to, uh, with, with Kirk Herbstreit calling the game, 
uh, with Al Michaels on, on Thursday night with Kelly Hartsong on the sideline. You know, uh, during the, uh, as most people know, uh, during the college football season, I'm in the game truck uh, on headset with Kirk and Chris, uh, as they call the game, just kind of firing out some, some nuggets and information and trends and observations uh, in, in their ears, and Kirk is very appreciative of that. And uh, he uh, brought up the possibility to the people at Amazon and the people at ESPN to allow me to be able to, to do that. And uh, uh, ESPN was gracious enough to allow me that opportunity to say, yeah, I'm going uh, to be on the road with, with, with Al and, and, and Kirk and, and Kaylee and that crew on, uh, on Thursday nights. So I'm really looking forward to it. We had a, yeah, and I was just in L.A. earlier this week to have our little uh, off-site preseason meetings. Love that Kaylee is involved in that. And and it seemed like there were like 20 other people involved in like the pre-game show. Are you allowed to say who's on that as well? Yeah, yeah, no, everything that I've seen, everything's pretty much public. It was kind of cool. You you get there and and, uh, and we're walking over from the hotel and Kirk's like, yeah, let's go over uh, and sit with, uh, with, with Andy and Ryan. It turns out to be Andrew Whitworth. And and Ryan Fitzpatrick, so and that's kind of a a, a pretty cool uh, a, a pretty cool introduction. Yes, I mean I think there are about six or seven uh, former players involved uh, with the uh, the pregame show. I mean Chris Thompson will be hosting it, and uh, you got Andrew Worth, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Keep Tlaib, Tony Gonzalez, uh, Richard Sherman. Uh, like, it, it, it was just pretty cool to uh, oh to be right, to, to, to be around a uh, yeah to be to be around a group of people. Uh, like that, and uh, yeah, everyone everyone was just awesome and fun and, and, and great to awesome. be around, and just kind of well, congr- joking around. And yeah, uh, I, I, I wanted to get into uh, the state of Kansas football with the key, but uh, I didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> it didn't. He was. He didn't want to engage you so, in that conversation. Well, I Kansas was good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, okay. Yesterday, let's get to one other sport here. Yesterday, uh, Bill Krakenberger and I drifted into a horse racing conversation. And I had a theory as to how to uh, uplift the sport of horse racing uh, involving uh, fixed odds betting. There was a group of people on Twitter who did not like that whatsoever. You actually see it my way. Yeah, I, I do. And I think uh, the state of New Jersey and Monmouth Park is actually experimenting with some fixed odds stuff as well. And uh, I like it, and I think it would be beneficial because I, there, at the races, there, there's, a, there's this group of not a group of people, but like every now and then you'll see me or someone like Andy Serling, a very respected handicapper on the Naira Circuit, throw out a they knew on Twitter, and that refers to kind of the joke of the morning line. Uh, yesterday at Saratoga was a perfect example. There was a horse in the first race who was five to one on the morning line, and maybe the horse should not have been five to one in the morning line. Maybe uh, he should have been lower, but the horse went off at even money and wound up winning by about eight and a half lengths. So that, that just brings into, like, all sorts of questions about they knew. Obviously, the horse was well-meant, and it was either, A, a terrible morning line or just the influx of money uh, on the horse brought it to be even money. But part of it, and Ron Flatter has mentioned this as well, like, what's the morning line? It's like one person's opinion. You want to get a better morning line and a better indication on how these races are going to play out? Take bets at that number. Make that be the bet. Make, make that be the number people are betting. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a heck of a lot truer line uh, than, than what happened on, uh, on on yesterday afternoon. And, and, and the same way, like the people who bet five to one, you probably knew you weren't going to get five to one. 
but you sure as hell didn't expect to get even money, so you kind of got robbed. Flatter 1,000% agrees with me. By the way, he, he did not 1,000. He, he didn't like my shot at old people. But he, he other than that, 1,000% agrees with me. That's not very nice at all. All right, tennis. We're on the hard courts. Uh, I am uh, I'm betting the, I haven't talked about it on air, betting these big time. It has gone very well. We're back on the hard courts. I'm going to start throwing them out tennis picks. You're, you're betting mm-hmm. tennis as well? I, I am, yeah. Today I wound up, I, I bet a, uh, Akaya Kanepi against uh, Kellen Sky. Kellen Sky was the beneficiary of uh, Simona Halep all nearly like collapsing on the court in the heat the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also bet uh, Diaria Seville uh, against Rebecca Marino. Marino has played four three-set matches in a row. And anyone who's been paying attention to the weather on the East Coast, it, it's, been, it's been like heat index over, over 100 degrees. And, and I think uh, Seville, she didn't serve very well uh, the, the other day in her upset at Jesse Pagula, but, but I think she'll serve better today and take care of uh, Marino. But by the way, like, like go down the women, the top 10 in the, in the WTA tour rankings. Like, you, who, who, who are you trusting in this top 10? Like, <laughs> how are these players? In, like, Annette, Annette Contivate, Maria Sakari, who can't win a match, Arena Sabalenka, who had like 25 double faults and barely survived against the qualified Garbina Muguruza can't win a match. Yeah. Danielle Collins is struggling. Like, like, how are these top 10 players? I mean, after, like, after Iga, Owen Shabor, and probably Coco Golf, who are you trusting? The it's amazing. An- the answer is no one. The answer is a very emphatic no one. It really is. It, that, that's the answer to your question. Let's go to soccer because Paul Carr's joining us, your buddy. You guys were both featured mm-hmm. in an article at, uh, at dot com on ESPN uh, about the Premier League season. W- what's your favorite season long bet? Arsenal to make cha- to qualify for the Champions League. Uh, in the early last year, everybody were Arteta out, and uh, they only had I think they only took like eight points in the first eleven matches. Or I might have it flipped. It might be. 11 points from the first eight matches. But, but after, it was, yeah, it, was the, it was the latter. But the rest of the way, only City and Liverpool took more points than, than Arsenal the rest of the way. So, like, I, they've gotten things figured out. You bring in Gabriel Jesus uh, as, as, legit number, as legit number one striker uh, to, get, to get goals. Uh, Zinchenko is someone who can play left back. He can play somewhere in the midfield. He will help. And I think you got you obviously have three teams battling the two Champion League, league spots: Tottenham, Chelsea, and Arsenal. And I think Arsenal might be the uh, might be uh, the, the lucky team in this year. And then I took a, a little flyer on Gabriel Jesus, uh, who I just mentioned to be the lead the league in scoring, as well as Luis Diaz for, for Liverpool. I know he's got uh, goals to kind of share in Liverpool with with Mo Salah and Darwin Nunez and, and, and everyone else, but. Uh, every time he touches the ball, it's like excitement. And, and he was 50 to 1 in some places overseas. So uh, I thought that was worth a little bit of a flyer. Yeah, but Paul is on uh, Jesus as well for uh, one of his Golden Boot plays as well. All right, college football. We'd be remiss if we didn't ask you a college football question. Let's just get, by the way, you and Stanford Steve again. For those who don't know, Stanford Steve and the Bear Podcast, the greatest college football podcast you could possibly listen to. What is your single favorite college football bet right now going into the season? Probably the one one that I made a couple of days ago. I like fooling around on FanDuel and DraftKings and some of the apps that you have here, just to kind of see what you can parlay. And I fooled around parlaying some baseball awards and getting some, some pretty nice prices. And 
and on, on DraftKings, and, and on, on DraftKings, I was able to look around as well and parlay like college football conference and division winners. Like you can parlay Alabama to win the SEC West, Georgia to win the SEC East, and Ohio State to win the Big Ten East, and that can, that's like minus one twenty-five or so. And the great thing about that is. Probably the one, if you're going to lose that bet, probably the one that you have the best chance of losing is Ohio State to win the Big Ten East. But the best part about it is it will come down to that final game at the end of the regular season against Michigan, where Ohio State will probably be a double-digit favorite against the Wolverines in Columbus. And if it's a game where you're a little concerned and maybe you like Michigan in the game, you got an opportunity to take Michigan on the money line at a nice price to, to kind of get off your bet if you're not feeling very good about it. So I feel pretty good about that. All right, we have 30 seconds. We're going to squeeze golf in here. Wyndham Championship, you have made a live bet on this tournament after round one. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I bet Tim J.M. at, at plus 350 uh, after round one yesterday. He got off to a great start. A lot of, a lot of really high scores, but I, I think the guys who are at the top of the leaderboard are, are, are set to, uh, to fall back and this feels like a, uh, a type of event that Sung J.M. will play very well. He was seven under yesterday, and he's just two shots off the lead. But I guess got obviously plenty of time to, yeah. to make up ground. So I think his price is only going to get shorter than, uh, than plus 350. Two shots behind John Huh and Brandon Wu after one round of the Wyndham Championship. We did it. Six sports. Well done, Christopher. Thank you. You're welcome. Chris Felica, everybody. On Twitter at Chris Felica, F-A-L-L-I-C-A. Jeff, you said we couldn't do it. We did it. Over cashes. Ball car. Next, Premier League picks this weekend. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. As always, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay here as well. Uh, Jeff and I always, uh, we uh, we talk amongst ourselves about uh, just decisions to, to make on the show. For instance, you know, we're saying, well, just before this, when we're doing Chris Felica, is like, uh, we're going to try to do six sports. And we're like, oh, we'll try to get to four, right? That's what you're saying. Well, it was sort of thing. After the show yesterday, we, we go after every show, what clips should we use for the show on social and Jeff's feedback is always is always phenomenal. And you know, yesterday we, Bill and I, unscripted, we drifted into this horse racing conversation, and we were like, should we put up a horse racing clip? Like, I mean, really, how many views can a horse racing clip get? And it really didn't get that many, right? It's like you know, three thousand ish. But for horse racing, that's that's not triple crown related. That's pretty substantial. And it was about essentially what Bill and I just drifted into this conversation, just completely off the cuff, where I'm like, this is how you fix your sport. And I talked about fixed odds versus paramutual. And eventually, like, the 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 horse racing crew got in on it. They're like, oh, this is the dumbest. I'm paraphrasing, right? This is ridiculous. This can't be done. It's, it's... So then Felica texts me. He's like, no, you're, you're dead on. 
And Ron Flattered, I just want to put this. You're familiar with Andy Hall, by the way, Jeff? Way before your time. It was a Woody Allen movie. Annie Hall, you said? Yes, yeah. and I know the movie. So I, I, I referenced it before when Roxy joins us, where he's like the Marshall McLuhan of all of this. There's a scene where there's, the, there's a movie line, a line to get into a movie, and there's two people arguing in front of Woody Allen. He's super neurotic. It's driving him crazy. And he pulls Marshall McLuhan, Canadian media critic, from behind a curtain to get Marshall McLuhan to tell the people how dumb they're being, how wrong they are. And Woody Allen turns to the camera and says... If only life were like this. So Ron Flatters, my Marshall McLuhan here, he says about this, he says, you are correct. Uh, he's talking about uh, Dennis Drazen there in, uh, in New Jersey, who really was, if, if you really want to go back to who is responsible for there being sports betting in the United States, Dennis Drazen might be the guy for what he did in the state of New Jersey. But he said, uh, he's the lawyer who designed the strategy that brought down PASPA and therefore legalized sports gambling. Also the man who runs Monmouth Park Racetrack. I sat in his office for an off-the-record conversation for an hour or two weeks ago. The very points you and Crack made were at the heart of our conversation, especially the idea of attracting sports bettors. The only thing in your dialogue I would dispute is the notion that racing's constituency is aging and therefore dying. I counter that racing always has attracted an older demographic, but that it is nourished by new old guys. But you're absolutely right that there are fewer new old guys than there ever have been. While paramutuals will not go away, it is, after all, a competition between betters. Fixed odds will dwarf it in short order. Dallas Baker of Betmakers, the B2B purveyor of mixed odds racing in New Jersey, made that very case in a 40-minute interview on my pod, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. Let this be a promo for that. He grew up in Australia, and he and I spoke the same language about having the two pools side-by-side. Also, none other than Chrissy Andrews read my companion story on the subject and said the very same thing. Tell those critics, he used another word, that Mr. Andrews knows a thing or two about the sport of kings. There you go, Marshall McLuhan. So there's our horse racing uh, legs. You okay with it now? Are we ever going to do another horse racing clip? Probably not. No? I like that Flatter took offense to you yeah. going after old people. <laughs> I do, too. That's the best part of the whole thing. I'm sorry to everybody if I, if I offended anybody. Paul Carr, ladies and gentlemen, joins us from from, uh, from True Media Sports and, of course, the Expected Value Podcast, formerly at ESPN, uh, was on with us earlier in the week to give season-long Premier League thoughts. He is featured with his buddy Chris Valika in the article uh, over at ESPN.com about Premier League Season-long thoughts. He gave it to us kindly on our show. And now for week number one of 38, he joins us from Great Topeka, Kansas. How you doing, Paul? I'm good. I wish I had Marshall McLuhan right here to pull out and show you, but I yeah. do not, sadly. <laughs> I did. If, I, if only I had someone. Woody Allen's like, if only life were like this. Oh, if, if only it were like this. So neurotic. All right. Premier League, how pumped are you? What's the pump scale? I'm excited. I mean, probably like an eight. Pretty normal for a Premier League season, just ready to go. That was very honest. You're like, eh, eight. Not, not quite yeah. a ten. I mean, it's not like gung-ho ten, but it's eight. You know, it's a little earlier than normal, so, you know, my groove, I think, is thrown off a little bit. But it's always fun. It's the beginning of a, a long slog every weekend. We got games on Saturday morning. We got a game today. We got a game today. So you were on this on this show last year. This show, picks you gave on this show during the entire Premier yep. League season. You were what record? What was your record? 56 and 40 up a little over, you know, those were it all averaged out. So it was up like 16 and a half units on the year, 56 and 40. Nothing wrong with that boys and girls. Good run. Uh, Let's do it again. You have three picks to start. Let us begin. I sir. Do. Does it start today or what tomorrow? It? It, it does start today. There's oh. one game today. I got a pick. Yeah. Crystal palace. Arsenal is today. Uh, I like crystal palace getting half a goal. Uh, 
Palace was 12th last season. We talked about this on the, the season preview earlier in the week, but their underlying numbers were sixth or seventh in goal difference and expected goal difference. Uh, they were pretty unlucky in one goal games, going only three and eight, which is obviously not that great for a, a mid table type of team. They've got mostly the same team. They're missing, you know, a couple key pieces, but they brought in some guys to strengthen the defense. It's the second year under their manager, Patrick Vieira. And they were really good at home last season. They beat Tottenham. They beat Arsenal. They beat Man United. They drew Manchester City, maybe a little lucky. And they played Liverpool and Chelsea pretty well. So I, I think they'll play Arsenal pretty even here. Arsenal kind of struggled on the road last season. Uh, they, I think they'll be a little better on the whole, but they're going to a tough Crystal Palace spot to start the season. Give me half a goal, give me even money, and I'll take Crystal Palace. Give me half a goal. I knew the uh, the season started today, as you had mentioned just moments ago. I didn't know that your pick started today. Crystal Palace plus a half yeah. versus Arsenal. Again, plus 100 with all of these. If you're new to the show, new to Premier League betting, shop around because you will see yep. differences in the numbers. All right, manana, what's next? couple of picks tomorrow. We'll start with Leeds. They're a team that kind of in the bottom six to eight teams generally considered. They barely stayed out of relegation last year. Uh, first, ignoring the betting side, this is the bandwagon to jump on if you're an American soccer fan in Leeds. Their manager is Jesse Marsh, who used to manage the Red Bulls. Uh, American went to Princeton, used to play for the U.S. national team. And they have two U.S. players, Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams, both you know probably starters or close enough for the World Cup later this year. So if you're just a casual fan looking for you know an American angle, Leeds is kind of a bandwagon to jump on. Uh, but I like him to win this game against Wolves on Saturday. This is kind of more of a fade Wolves sort of thing because I, Wolves just wasn't that good last season. I mean, they were lucky that they were not in the relegation scrap. Their keeper, Jose Saw, played out of his mind. It's just not a replicable level that he can play at, no matter how good he is. Raul Jimenez is their top scorer. He's out of this game. Uh, they just don't have a ton of firepower. Leeds is going to press. They're going to be an entertaining sort of team we expect under Jesse Marsh based on the style he's played at other clubs. So I like them to win this game. They're at home. Frankly, I think they're better than Wolves, even though that's just not the general perception. So getting plus 130, I'll take them to win. Okay, Leeds United to win plus 130 versus Wolves. Still waiting, by the way, uh, Paul's hallmark for those who are unfamiliar. Uh, when he says, uh, I'm going to pick a really good team against a really bad team. Like, this team is just better than this other team. That is my favorite sort of Paul, Paul Here, Carr. It's coming. Here it's it is. Coming, it's coming. And it's coming with number three. What is it? That's right. This is the first take the better team of the season. Uh, I like Tottenham. I'll lay the goal in half against Southampton, getting even money. Tottenham is a much better team. There's the hot take uh, than Southampton. Tottenham was really the third best team in the league last season after Antonio Conte took over behind City and behind Liverpool, but they were a little better on the whole than Chelsea or Arsenal or United. Uh, Southampton, again, they got a few kind of fortunate results that they really weren't in the relegation scrap, but they were just not good. They had five points in the last two plus months of the season over, I think it was 10 games. They had five multi-goal or the fifth most multi-goal losses last season. They still don't have an attack after Danny Ings left before last season, their best striker. They lost half their games by multiple goals on the road last season. So they're just, I don't think Southampton's good. They got some young guys, but that'll take time. And Tottenham was clicking the latter part of last season. You know, for what it's worth, they've looked good in the preseason. They've got Harry Kane. They've got Sun Hyung Min, plenty of guys who can score. They brought in some new guys who should help too. So I think Tottenham's a lot better. They're at home against a team that, I don't think is very good. So, yeah, take the better team. I'll lay the goal and a half against Southampton. Okay. So today, Crystal Palace plus a half a goal versus Arsenal. Once again, plus 100 is the number Paul got. Leeds United to win plus 130 versus the Wolves. And Tottenham, 
giving the goal and a half versus Southampton at plus 100. Uh, Jeffrey, possible to to put Paul Carr's season-long plays in the newsletter again today? Are we able to, like, repurpose that from earlier this week? That would be wonderful, if possible. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw one more thing at you, Gil. Yes, sir. Uh, someone asked me on Twitter about, is the opening weekend higher scoring than, uh, yes. You know, like the last weekend of the Premier League season does tend to be higher scoring. I, I did the research. It's not, it's still right around 2.7 goals per game on average. I thought, you know, it varies obviously year to year, but over the last 10 years or so, the opening weekend, no real difference than the average weekend. So if you're trying to hammer overs or unders, historically at least, no real pattern. I know the second English division had a ton of unders uh, last week in their first weekend, but historically at least, the Premier League. Not a lot of difference in week one versus the rest of the year. Look at you, how nice you are. You, you got a question, you did the research. You're like, ah, that's there a good go. question. Let me, let, me, let me dig in. All right. Yeah. And your Dolphins, by the way, properly punished for what they did? Yeah, I mean, it's just so stupid. Just, it just makes me mad. It's such a dumb thing. It's like you're slapping the end of a five-year-old who can't behave. Docked a first-round pick next year and a third round the following year for tampering. Not the tanking, but tampering. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. So, Appreciate it, man. All right, have a good one. Paul is very upset. Pete Futak, top 10 season win totals next in college football. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations, plus. Our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up early and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VSIN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VSIN has. To up your betting game, go to VSIN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports betting network. Skill Alexander, Jeff Parla is here as well. Jeff is feeling much better. A little Jeff health update. Yes, get, we're getting there. We're, we're getting, getting there. there. We're getting there. Okay. The the upshot of this, the good part, is that you lost a lot of weight. Well, now we got to maintain and then lose. How did you say the word maintain? How did you say maintain? That? Maintain. Yeah. Interesting. That's how I'm saying it. This morning. maintain. Yeah. Regardless. All right. Let's maintain. Whatever. This this shirt. This shirt. That I wore probably 10 days ago fits better today than it did 10 <laughs> days ago. That's all I can tell you. Excellent. It is nice when your clothes start to feel better. Good for you, man. Well, we hope you uh, continue to feel better. Uh, we will talk with Jeff uh, later on here on the show about some uh, NFL stuff. College football. Pete Futak was kind enough to join us earlier this week. He joins us again. And Pete, from College Football News, it should be mentioned, at Pete Futak, F-I-U-T-A-K, on the Twitter machine, the founder of of the treasure trove of college football information at College Football News. We were going conference by conference. We did the SEC and the Big Ten. And then we sort of were like, you know what? Let's just cut to the chase. Let's go top ten nationwide. You ready to do this? Yeah, enough of this. You know, it was all cute and fun before, but now it's serious. You know, <laughs> loose clothes. And, you know, I don't know what you get someone for a kidney stone, a blanket or a stuffed animal now, but uh, hopefully the due date's soon and everything's going to be okay. Wow. I think you get him a blankie. I think that's what you do. Uh, all right, let's do this, because we are, again, like the Felica sent me, this is all frenetic, frenetic pace to get through all these. All right, let's start with number 10. Now, number 10 is a group of teams, and we actually covered uh, Alabama, we covered Georgia and Ohio State when we did the SEC and the Big Ten, but the other team that falls into the, hey, they're going to be 10.5 or 11 category would be. 
Yeah, Clemson and Ohio State in the Alabama-Georgia category. And uh, it's, this isn't a cop-out, but it depends. Where are you getting the line and what can you get them at? If it's too much, as we discussed the other day, it's too much to ask anybody to go undefeated in the regular season. So if you go under on any of this and they go 12-0, and 0, you tip your cap, and you're like, all right, fine, whatever. But if it's 11, it's better to go under because there's a better chance of going under than going to 12-0. and 0, And then you might, at worst, you're going to get 11 and you just push it. 10.5 with all four of these teams probably over, except for maybe Georgia I'm a little bit soft on. Uh, and 11.5 under, under, under. If you can find an 11.5 on any of these four, bet the same amount, go all all four of those teams, and you're going to probably win at least three of those four bets. Though with Clemson, they're not like the others, right? Because Clemson, the over 10.5 is actually the dog at, uh, excuse me, yeah, the over is the dog at plus 110. Yeah. But you're still, you still believe Clemson's an 11 win football team. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've got to go to Notre Dame, and South Carolina's not the layup it always is. Uh, and NC State's dangerous. And there's a chance that they are just, they didn't fix the glitch and the offense is still that bad. I don't think that's going to happen. The defense might be the best in the country. DJ Lula is going to be better. He's supposedly recommitted. The offense is going to be stronger. Remember last year's team was supposedly awful. They still ended up winning 10 games overall after the bowl win. So I think they're probably going to get to 11 wins as well. Okay. Number nine is actually a trio of teams that are all lined at two and a half season wins. Uh, you're going under on a couple of these, over on another. The unders are UMass and UConn, where the under is slightly juiced in both cases. Yeah, and the problem with that is they play each other. So if you can, right. UMass, they, they've upgraded their their coaching staff. So uh, UConn gets Jim Mora Jr. now. So all of a sudden, the coaching staff's good. the coaching is going to be stronger. They just don't have the talent. Same with UMass. Don Brown, former. Uh, UMass head coach, uh, longtime defensive coordinator, most notably at Michigan. He's taking over the program again. So these teams are going to be better coached, and they're going to pull off wins somewhere. They just don't have – they're independent, so they don't have a slew of easy wins except against each other. So if you can kind of figure out who's going to win that one, and I think it might be UConn, uh, that might go over. But even then, UConn still is going to have a rough time beating anybody else. So I think under on both of those. And the third team in the group of five teams that are at two and a half wins is U, uh, Louisiana Monroe. They, remember last year they came up with a couple of shocking early uh, wins. Tough schedule for them, but I think they go over the two and a half. Okay, because yeah, it's Nickel State and it's Texas State. But then where's the third? You're gonna make us. You're gonna make us sweat all yeah, year. Yeah, but but see, it's the Sun Belt. So out yeah. of the blue, teams can, can kind of rise up. And again, they did it last year, where there was a time in the middle of the season it looked like Louisiana Monroe was gonna go bowling. Again, coaching pretty good. Terry Bond's all right. Okay, number eight. Again, these are uh, Pete Futek's best college season win totals of the year. Number eight is actually another trio. By the way, this is the last multiple uh, multiple number here. But eight has uh, your eighth best college football season win totals, a trio of two and a halves. And in all of these cases, you like the over. Actually, Arizona is not really two and a half anymore, though. Arizona is drifting to three. Um, yeah. But it's Arizona, Kansas, and Vandy. Vandy we talked about earlier in this earlier this week. Yeah, these are the power five, two and a halves. And like you said, three for Arizona, it's starting to drift that way. But problem for Arizona is where is the one win? I mean, when North Dakota State is your FCS supposed layup, that's not a layup. They got to go to San Diego State. That's not going to be too easy. And they get Mississippi State at home. So it's going to be a grind because the Pac-12 is not all good. But Arizona's 
far better. They're far stronger. They upgraded their talent level. The passing game's going to be better. This is going to be a better team. I like the over on that. And last year, we got the can the Texas miracle with Kansas, but that was only on one and a half uh, to go over two and a half. But this is a better team this year. Not a lot of easy wins. They're going to have to get by Duke at home, but I think they're going to do it as well. And Vanderbilt, just because at some point they're going to win an SEC game again. And as we discussed the other day, they're non-conference games. They could win three non-conference games and you go over on Vandy before you get to October. Didn't you have a two and a half last year where you were like, oh, over, over, and it never, and it never quite got there even though? Uh, no, it was actually my, my dream thing of last year was Stanford, and I think that was four and a half. And, that, and I was like, wow, they beat USC. Here we go. Oh, and, yeah. oh, and, and Oregon. And I'm like, nope. That's that just didn't work. So if you told me last year before the season that Stanford was beating USC and Oregon, I'd be like four and a half. Let's go. And they never got there. Yeah. They had that brutal, uh, brutal schedule last year, as I recall. Okay. Number seven, we go to the ACC. What do you got here? North Carolina state. Uh, they're the second best team in the ACC. They could possibly be the best if they get by Clemson. That eight and a half is relatively low. Uh, they are going to be that good. If they're healthy, that linebacking core might be the best in the country to get all 11 starters back on a defense. It was pretty good last year. Devin Leary's back at quarterback kind of underappreciated because of all the big time quarterbacks in the ACC last season, but he had a monster season has most of his guys back. Uh, they're probably going to lose at Clemson. There's going to be another defeat somewhere, but that might be it. So I, I like him more closer to 10 than I like him at eight. Yeah, they, you look at their schedule and you're like, it feels landmine-ish, right? Like East Carolina to start, oh, yeah. Texas Tech, Definitely. right? Like there's a couple in there where you're like, uh, I don't know. But remember before last year, your answer was not North Carolina State. Your answer was Texas A&M. When I asked, okay, if I take out, you know, the big four schools, the big five, whatever it was at the top that, that you know, conventional wisdom has contending for a national title year in and year out, what's the team no one's thinking about that you thought had a legitimate shot at the national title? And it's not, and you said Texas A&M, as I recall, because they played Al, you know, they played Alabama. And you're like, well, and that, they beat Alabama. And they beat them. Then... Yeah. yeah I believe that was nothing. exactly the sound that, that happened. Uh, for exactly. Their the, yeah. There's sad trombone air coming out of the blue, whatever sound effect we can crank up for that. But we had, uh, but, get, but we had some answers last year. That was NC state. And you're saying they should yeah. be better this year. Like, would you consider them in that, in the, to that, the answer to that National question? Championship. No. no, but there, there's two different, there's two different ways to, to bet this where can they make the college football playoff? Absolutely. I mean, you know, if they beat Clemson, you know, they, it, the, the weird thing about the ACC is if they lose to Clemson and go 11 and one, they probably don't get the respect to get into the college football playoff. But if they beat Clemson and they go 11 and one and go into win the ACC championship, they're going to get into the college football playoff. But where you were going with this, I'm guessing is where's that team yeah. that I think could be that outlier. I don't know if they can win the national championship, but to get there, USC's got an all-star team at number at 22, you know, that's starting 22. Uh, I don't, I think they can, you got to get in to win it. I don't think they can win it all, but I think they can certainly get to the college football playoff. Boy, NIL is going to help them over the years. Transfer portal is going to oh, help yeah. them. Uh, everything's going to help them. All right. Number six here before the break, we got a minute. You're a little off the uh, grid here with Louisiana tech. Yeah, they, they're not catching a break at four and a half. This has been a traditionally pretty good program. I mean, I, you're, like you said, it's not really uh, on you know everyone's radar here, but it's a winning team program. Uh, Sonny Cumbie's their new head coach. You know, the guy who should be the Texas Tech head coach probably right now. They're going to wing it all over the yard. That offense is going to be better. That last year was a rebuilding year for them. Down year, 
Four and a half should not be bad. The schedule's not that bad considering uh, a bunch of teams left Conference USA for the Sun Belt. So over on the four and a half relatively easily on Louisiana Tech. Yeah, I think I like this one because it's like Stephen F. Austin. And then there's, as you point out, UTEP, Rice, FIU, Middle Tennessee, Charlotte, North Texas. Uh, they go in all UAB, those. right. They're all winnable, right? I don't yes. know if they're wins, but they're uh, 50 winnable. 50 games on the right side for Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Top five. Pete Futak, College Football News. Top five. College football season win totals heading into the season. Remember, college football, much closer to start than the pro. Looking forward to it. Top five next. Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The first inning is unpredictable, but you can place a no run first inning wager with confidence at BetMGM. Make a no run first inning prop bet on any Friday MLB game. If only one run is scored in the first, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $20. Simply place a single or parlay, no run first inning bet, no runs in the first, no problem, you win. If only one run is scored, get your wager back in free bets up to $20. Take big swings all season long with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer, opt-in required. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. As always, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAM promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Gil Alexander with Pete Futak from collegefootballnews.com. Kind enough to hang with us uh, this morning. Top 10 favorite season win totals in college football. We continue with number five. This is one that we covered earlier in the week when we were doing the Big Ten. Yeah, and uh, not to, I, mean, I know we've going to analytics here and numbers and real analysis. This is a just because. Northwestern at four just seems low. It's just, they're not going to be that bad again. Remember, as bad as they were last year with no offense and the defense was struggling, they still got the three games. It's Pat Fitzgerald. The defense is better. The lines are better. This is going to be a stronger team. I think the four goes is they're not going to they're not going to win three again. So and they might go way over the four. So I love this at four. I think there this might be a bowl a bowl team if everything works well. Yet you do acknowledge right from October first all the way to Thanksgiving. Oh boy. What is that? Five road games and seven. And really, I'm looking. It's like Maryland might be the winnable game. It's like at Penn State, home Wisconsin, at Maryland. Yeah, but they should beat Duke, Southern Illinois, and Miami University to start the season after the game against Nebraska. And I wouldn't, we'll get into this later, but I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Nebraska. So they're going to have at least a base of three wins. They, they're going to beat someone. Wisconsin's going to always, always turn the ball over 19 times against them. They're going to come up with some wins somewhere. It's again, Northwestern defies logic and reason. Other than that, they're well coached and all of a sudden out of the blue, they come up with these sort of seasons. So I don't think they're winning the big 10 West, but I do think over the four, they're not going to go under that. So over on the floor, you love Pat Fitzgerald. You love Pat Fitzgerald. You're right though. That Nebraska game he's doing with the, look what he does with this program. I mean, they don't have anything and yet they continue to kind of find ways to win Northwestern, Nebraska, Dublin, Ireland, Mm -hmm. August 27th. That is going to have a lot to do with the outcome of this. Let's literally go. That's that's a great (laughs) place. And by let's let's go, I mean, Let's get on a plane and go. Washington State at number four. What do you like with them? Uh, 
right. Speaking of in love, uh, Cameron Ward, their quarterback, he's a recruit. He's a transfer from Incarnate Word. Yes. He was one of the best players in the, the FCS last year. Just a, a dual threat, all around playmaker, a uh, definite pro prospect. Might turn out to be the most talented quarterback they've had at Wazoo in a long time. Uh, the, the, to, to your point with Northwestern's standpoint here, you look at their schedule, it's like, hey, how did they get to, you know, six or seven wins? They just will. I mean, they just, they, the Pac 12 is going to be one of those games, that, seasons, conferences where every game is going to be a 50 50 game or so outside of their game against Oregon. And they got a couple other nasty games. Uh, but they can absolutely get to six wins. I just think this offense is going to be good. And the defense, slightly underappreciated. But again, a believer in Ward that he's going to take this offense up a few notches. Remember last year, they were pretty good and got to a bowl game, even after all, all the kerfuffle stuff with. Uh, head coach Nick Rolovich, I think they get to a bowl game and get to at least six ones. You said, like, best Wazoo quarterback in a long time. I'm thinking, is he talking about Ryan Leaf, Mark Rippon? Like, who's he talking about here? Well, yeah, I mean, they do have a recent history of, like, at least high-octane guys who yeah. have done stuff and who had a cup of coffee, at least as a backup in the NFL. But, yeah, I mean, you know, you're talking Bledsoe and Leaf and those guys. Yeah. But uh, at least recently, they, they, they at least have, like, the Anthony Gordon was his name, the guys who put up big stats. But this guy's actually a real pro prospect. Yeah, Cameron Ward from Incarnate Word. All right, number three is Pitt. And Pitt uh, is with Keaton Slovis now, who we know uh, most prominently from his US, <laughs> USC days. But they also lose Jordan Addison in one of the sort of high-profile you know, modern-day college football repercussions now, right? He's like, hey, this is our guy at Pitt. And uh, who was it? Was it Herm Edwards? Someone said someone had a great line about this modern day of college football now where you have to re-recruit your own players at all times because if you oh. don't do that anymore, they're bouncing. Uh, I don't know if that's what happened with yep. Jordan Addison, but he's gone from Pitt. What do you come and down? And the NIL money is a part of that as well. Yes. So that's, that changes the game here. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, you know, always be recruiting. And, you know, that's what every coach has been saying for the last few years. You always got to make sure your guys are happy. Depth charts matter. You have to think about it a little more than just trying to send a message or do something. So you have to worry a little bit about that. But uh, Pitt overall, you know, Slovis is good. He's a good, solid quarterback. Remember, Kenny Pickett was just a guy going in last year in his first four years, he didn't hit 13 touchdown, more than 13 touchdown passes in a year. And he blows up with that. I don't think Slovis is going to do that, but the offense is still going to be good. Pitt's defense always gets in the backfield. It's going to be one of the best in the country. Again, as a, you know, rushing the pass. The problem with Pitt though, is last year was an outlier before that you go 10 years. They didn't win more in eight regular season games in a 10 year span. Last year was a bit of an outlier. It's the ACC grab bag, as we discussed with NC State a little bit before. Take out maybe Duke and maybe Georgia Tech and even Georgia Tech to a certain extent this year. And any given week, you can just pick out a team that's probably going to be the winner between the Virginias, Virginia Techs, and you know all across the board. So Pitt's going to be good, but it's more likely to be an eight-win team than a 10-win team. All right, eight and a half is the number on Pitt, and Pete is going under on that Pitt, eight and a half. Uh, the year after the great Kenny Pickett. Uh, number two. Ooh, okay. Army, over eight. What you got? Look at all those games that just are obvious wins. And that, that's a huge lift. Because, you know, remember, Army last year was really good, and they only won eight games. You had a weird outlier uh, loss to Ball State. But they don't have a game like they had last year at Wisconsin where you said that's an absolute loss. They could win any of these games. They could certainly lose to Air Force. Navy's always a toss-up game. 
there's you know they at Coastal Carolina is a problem. Wake Forest is a problem. But other than that, if you look at the rest of their schedule, I mean, you're talking you know UMass, you know UTSA, which is going to be good but beatable. Georgia State, uh, ULM, Villanova, Colgate. They play UConn. I mean, so there's going to be a base of like seven wins built into this schedule. It's just if they can get by an Air Force and a Navy. I think they go over. This team is strong, better. They've got one of the best pass rushers in America, uh, and Andre Carter, who actually led the nation in sacks per game. The defense is going to be okay. And just about everyone is back on that offense. This might be a 9-10 to 10 win game. All right, and number one is one that we actually covered uh, earlier this week, but you did not let on, I don't believe, that it was your number one, and it is... Your Iowa Hawkeyes, kind of for the same reason, if you look at the historic aspect of this when it comes to Pitt and how much of an outlier that last year was, where that is every year an eight-win team, Iowa is every year under Kirk Ferentz, outside of the outlier of the 2020 season, which obviously because it was a shortened season, they only played eight games, they are always eight wins or more. Now, if you look at their schedule, you can easily find five losses for them. That's just not how Iowa works, though. Every single year, this team wins eight games or more, and it could absolutely win at least 10 and get back to the Big Ten championship. Remember, last year they got to the Big Ten title game. That offensive line, which is a traditionally a staple for Iowa, was miserable. Even with Tyler Lindebaugh at center, they couldn't stop anybody from getting in the backfield. There's no downfield passing game. Running game was abysmal, and they make it to the Big Ten championship game. This year's team's going to be better. The offense is going to be better. Defense almost as strong. And if you look right down the line for those seven and a half wins, they just do They're not going to lose fewer than seven games. So it's just a question can they beat a, a, a Wisconsin at home? Can they get to by a Michigan at home? Can they get by Nebraska? Yeah. So there's a lot of dangerous games there, but Iowa with that style. They're going to win at least eight games. Yeah, they four, you know, four and zero before Michigan because it's South Dakota, Iowa State at home, Nevada at Rutgers. You get through Michigan and at at Illinois, you're six, you're split there. You, yeah, you're you're either five and one or six and zero heading into your open date. That's the goal, anyway. Obviously, that that is a schedule that could work out very nicely, and then you just need a couple more, you know, late in the season. All right, and again, you're going Kirk. I mean, they're just traditionally right across the board, just rock solid. You just kind of know what you're getting. Uh, and if they don't get to eight wins, it is a total outlier of a season for Kirk Ferentz. All right, let's review them. Number 10, by the way, was the uh, the Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State group that are either lined at 11 or 10 and a half. Pete likes Which I hope. actually, by the way, like more than a lot of other ones. If you can get this, if you can get any of those 11 and a half and you can go under, that's your best bet. But essentially you're saying if, if it's 10 and a half over, if it's 11 under is what you're saying for all yeah. of those. Okay. Yes. Uh, number nine was there was a trio of teams. Uh, UConn and UMass under two and a half, but Louisiana Monroe actually going over two and a half. Uh, number eight was a trio of the uh, Power Five two and a halves, if you will. Arizona, Kansas, and Vandy. Pete going over on all three of those teams. Seven, NC State over eight and a half. Six, Louisiana Tech over four and a half. Five out of the Big Ten Northwestern over four. Four, Wazoo over five and a half. Pitt under eight and a half comes in at number three. Army. At number two, over eight. And number one, the Iowa Hawkeyes, over seven and a half for Mr. Futak. Peter, we appreciate it as always, man. There, no reason, no reason to watch the season. I just told you what's going to happen. Yeah. We're all set here. By the way, your hair, your hair looks great. Nice without a baseball cap sometimes. Finally cut. Oh, it's the last time it's going to be cut for three months, so all these segments are going to get appreciably longer until we get to December. That's going to be brutal. So We're all looking forward to that.
Jason yeah, Weingarten we on baseball next numbers game. VEASAN, the sports betting network. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.